listening to the new internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You're going to hear some unfamiliar voices. You're not going to hear Ian and Mark tonight. Uh, tonight, uh, Dale here from Anarchy in Your Head, and Michelle Seven, and Curtis. So, uh, yeah, um, phones are open for people to call in and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Uh, the normal one and one eight hundred nine line is uh, uh, be instead of the normal one and eight hundred line. We have the uh, the uh, internet-only line, which is 603-435-1105, and that is uh, long distance, so be aware of that if you call in. And uh, so, what's going on, Dale? <laughs> I think we've got a. I think we've got a lot of people excited about this new. I'm, I'm excited. This new mutated free talk live. <laughs> the the possible permutations. I was trying to do it with all the all the uh, current. You know guest co-host for the for the weekly edition um and you, some, you some were too indecisive and so you you know you had to you wanted two guest hosts tonight well <laughs> i was just thinking about you know the guest host for the normal show like all the different combinations that can be made on sunday that could be uh you know fun like i'm looking forward to working with did everybody you, with sam with luther with, with with everyone else that might step up to did you get your combinatorics book out and figure out all the different possible permutations i i haven't busted out my uh t81 yet but yeah, we're still we'll going to have to work all that stuff out. I think we're all going to have to like get together and bump heads and figure out like the rotation and I think we should start a club. Yeah. So it's not going to be it's definitely it's not going to be me the every FTL night. FTL farm team. As we should the, definitely have meetings. Yeah. I'm not going to be the host every night. Some nights Curtis might be first chair, I might be second chair. Uh some of the other guest hosts that you hear throughout the week will be taking turns and I think everyone everyone kind of wants a crack at this cuz it's brand new and it's you know, Ian and Mark aren't going to be monopolizing the microphone, so it's a chance for us to see if we really uh, have what it takes to be some sort of on-air personality. <laughs> well, uh, we're gonna we're gonna figure it out as we go, I think. Well, and Dale, Michelle, what do you I'm, think about being the first guest co-host? I think it's great. I'm a little uh, perplexed that you would tease Curtis about having two women here. How many of <laughs> Ian and Mark gotten in here? <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just making fun of Curtis for because you know he. It uh, wasn't. It wasn't indecisiveness. I knew. I women. knew what I wanted. Okay. <laughs> I I know what the uh, our our listeners and our viewers back home want. So, Michelle more, Seven, more ladies on the show. <laughs> and later on, we're gonna have Hannah Hoffman. That's so, right. So they're both in town. In. So if you're if you're still listening, about halfway into the show, we're gonna we'll have a different <laughs> guest co-host. So, but they were both in town. So I mean, opportunity knocks. You got to answer that door. Michelle Seven and Hannah Hoffman. Yep. Thanks for having me. So yeah, I think we've already got phone calls. You know. So you are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hello, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Oh, this is Scott from Minnesota. Um, I have like a question for Michelle and Curtis about Pork Fest. Uh, what do you guys think? Yay, Pork like, Fest! Would be like a good idea to draw more women to Pork Fest. Like, say we get like some Chippendales. We or only got three hours. <laughs> do you really want to talk about how to get more women into the Liberty Movement? We're going to need a, a whole new uh, daily show. Are you are you asking specifically about Pork Fest or the Liberty Movement in general? A pork Fest, and well, it would be the Liberty Movement in general, but <laughs> okay, let's let's give it a fair shake. Um, uh, idea to attract more women to come to Porkfest. Um, why, why doesn't the Free State Project some, spend some of those advertising dollars that we know we're just sitting on that pile of 
of uh, member gold of theirs. You know, but before we like start speculating about ways to attract more women to fork, pork fest, I think we need to give uh, the people that have been doing pork fest some credit because it seems like every year there are more women there. So I think we're probably doing something right already. I, I don't want to say we. I'm not. I'm not making this all happen. I, you know, I volunteer and help out and stuff, but I'm not really like a, a mover and a shaker at pork fest or anything like that. So. But someone's doing something right, I think. But don't you feel like there are more women every year there? I've, I've only been once, so. Oh, okay. I can't really say. I, could I ask him a question? Sure. Hi, caller. I didn't catch your name. This is Scott. Hey. Um, well, are you going to be coming to Porkfest? Yeah. Are you bringing any women with you? No. <laughs> well, that's, that's what I would I would suggest that you get your liberty-minded girlfriends and, and take them along and... um. And, uh, you know, introduce them. And I'm sure that that uh, if other guys are willing to do the same thing, then there yeah. you've just... If everyone hey. brought their own, there wouldn't be an issue. <laughs> well, no, not... No, no, no. A friend, even, you know. And um, yeah. I'm sure that the other men there would appreciate that. But uh, it sounds like we're going to have some really fun right. activities going on, like with Buzz's big gay bash party. Dance party. Dance party. Well, that's that's to get more gay people out here, which is another ratio issue that we have that we're working on. So, hey, I'm not gay, and I'm better. going. I'm going as a fairy. That's cool. <laughs> I don't know if I'll be going as anything, but I'll be there. I think there's going to be a lot, like a lot of fun. Honestly, uh, not necessarily gay people at the big gay bash. Probably ninety-five percent. What is it yeah. called again? Big gay. Um, Buzz's bu- big gay dance party. Buzz's big gay dance party. Cool. Yeah. So dancing's something girls like. So. Oh yes. yeah, I think I, I think gay guys. What, what do you think that is? You think women they just feel safe around gay people and they can just party and they're not going to be bothered all the time or something? Except that I don't know. Well, we do like to dance typically. Yeah. Yeah. And How about you, Dale? Do you like to dance? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not really so much a gay man as a lesbian in a gay man's body. So. <laughs> well, we the, need more of those. A lot of the too. things I'm supposed to like are, are not necessarily you know very intuitive. So. Uh huh. Anything else? Um, anybody want to swing dance at Park Fest? <laughs> I love to swing dance. I'll dance with I, you. I think there's actually um, going to be a, uh, this is an unofficial event called um, the worst swing dance lesson you'll ever have. And I and I think uh, there's another different event, which is, I don't think it's swing dancing, but some sort of like salsa. Salsa, yeah. Yeah. So actually there's going to be some there. So show up to that unofficial event and... Um, Actually, I'm the one doing it. Well, there you oh, go. Yeah. You're doing the swing, da- <laughs> right what, swing dance or salsa? Swing dance. Oh, cool. Because that's so actually I just, something so I just I'd be interested your, in your own event. Yeah. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, congratulations. You were the first caller on the inaugural Free Talk Live Sunday Farm Edition. All right. Uh, I think we got another caller already. You are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Hi. This is Matt. How are you? Matt? Yes. Hi, Matt. Illinois. I was going to be the first caller, so let me to it. <laughs> um, well, he I've just been, set the bar, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not even. I don't even have anything as good as bringing more women to the pork fest to talk about. I was. Uh, I've been. I've been thinking about free will and the supreme being lately. Oh. Huh. And been trying to think kind of outside the box. I've been mulling this in my head for a while. And I was actually going to call on a regular night, but I figured uh, the Sunday show might be better for this subject. But Are you a... What I was, 
Sorry. What? I are you sorry, a, go ahead. are you a believer in a supreme being? Um, yes and no. I don't, I don't. I really don't know what to think. I mean, all that's kind of up in the air for me. Uh, so I'm continually I'm continually questioning the the reason for our existence, if there is one. Forty two. Um, <laughs> yeah, forty two, or if there is forty two. Or maybe 142. And how, how does free how does free will and your take on free will play into that reason for existence? Oh, free will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This whole time I thought yeah. it's been free will, and I'm just you know, keeping quiet because I don't. We had a really stupid. elaborate discussion about free will one night, and Mark got on to me during the break and said, "Our our listeners are not enjoying this conversation." <laughs> and, and I was. I, I I really enjoy those those uh, philosophical discussions that you have. I enjoy them too, and, uh, but I, apparently uh, Mark has decided that our listener base doesn't like them. So I don't know. I, I think it's just a matter of uh, and whether we make it interesting, right? Yeah. And, and my way of thinking was, you know, perhaps God, being the supreme being uh, that he is, gave man free will because he realized that to have millions of entities trying to figure out uh, a problem or a, a series of problems is far more efficient and you're going to come up with the best answer eventually rather than having certain rules and regulations uh, constricting them to certain uh, and restricting them. You want to hold that thought and we can uh, continue it on after the break? Sure. All right. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, the internet-only Sunday edition, and we are back. Uh, we have Matt online talking about God and free will. Michelle, I think you had a question you were bringing up during the break. Yes, Dale. I was asking whether or not you believe in God or not. I, I think that um, normally when someone asks me if I believe in God, the first thing I do is say, what do you mean by God? But I guess the, the, um, if I just sort of presume certain things, I would say that I believe the universe is God. Mm-hmm. So, And that's that has certain ramifications. Some people say, well... That doesn't mean anything. That's just sort of not, you know, addressing anything and not having. But but it, it actually the universe does doesn't you, have the publicist that <laughs> Jesus Christ had. Well, there you go. I mean, come but, on. But yeah, there's a, there are some ramifications to the idea that the universe is God. But let's bring Matt back on. He's uh, been holding for us through the break. So, so Matt, you were talking about. Uh, I think uh, Michelle was curious. Um, uh, what were you curious about with Matt again? Are you uh, there, Matt? Yes, I am. Okay. Well, um, are you referring to, when you say God, like the Judeo-Christian definition of God who wants to have a personal relationship with human beings? No. 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 I have, uh, um, I I take very little of the Judeo-Christian faith seriously. There's there's certain things that may have been said or done within the the Judeo-Christian a belief system that I that I might may agree with, but most of it I think is just uh, a lot of storytelling, like the Greek myths. Well, when you when you first asked the question about of yourself and, and posed it to us, um, you made it sound like this supreme entity that you were talking about actually cared about uh, his creation, and so that was why I asked you that question. Well, whether or not he would care about the creation. I, I my and my way of thinking is that um, 
we're kind of here as as kind of a, a learning experience for each and every individual soul. And I do believe that when you die, you kind of you kind of grant access to a, a multitude of other souls who can also uh, kind of tap into your experiences so that they can also learn from what you've learned. That's just my belief. Uh, I don't know how else to put it. And, and I think that has something to do with why we are given free will, so that we can make these choices. We can make right and wrong uh, choices and decisions for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, uh, that's that's just basically my belief, but I'm kind of throwing this out there to get feedback from others so I can attenuate my, my beliefs accordingly. I think you probably that's have to define some of your terms a little better before it, you facilitate a, a conversation about it, because you don't seem to have definitions for some of the things you're talking about, so it's hard to communicate with you. Thanks for the call, uh, though. Yep. Any other okay. thoughts, Matt? Um, no, no, that's fine. I Watching you guys on cameras now, I must say Michelle Seven is a very good-looking little young woman. Yeah, I don't think anyone's looking at Curtis and me right now. <laughs> so, I was just picking okay. my nose. I'm surprised you didn't remark on that. You know? <laughs> that someone's gonna, you know, someone's gonna like snapshot that and post it all over the boards yeah. or something. Well, you're number two. Yeah, you gotta, Congratulations, you got number a two. Microphone in front of your mouth too. So <laughs> yeah. you'll still okay, go down yeah, in the history okay. books as one of the very first callers on the very first uh, internet-only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. So we need a better name. Don't worry too much about being caller number two. I like the whole farm team okay. theme. Yeah. We should yeah, roll with that. All right. Thanks, Matt. We're, we're, cool. We'll bye have bye. to come up with a name for the regular, you know, Mark and Ian's team there. And then we'll be, you know, yeah, the keen blue hens or something. <laughs> so, yeah, phone lines are open on this special Sunday uh, edition of Free Talk Live. If you don't call in. Yep. Call right away. 603-435-1105. That is long distance uh, unless you're living in New Hampshire. So be aware of that if you do call in. You should probably move to New Hampshire first. Yeah, yeah, I moved to New Hampshire, so it won't be long distance for you anymore. I'm moving so. to New Hampshire. Oh, when is that going to happen? I'm hoping the end of July. You know, it's, it's, it's amazing how many people move right around the time of Porkfest, because I think a lot of people get really inspired. They go to Porkfest, they decide they really like it, and they're in a hurry to move here. So It's also the summertime. So. Yeah. 603-435-1105. So. Have you got a place picked out yet? No. I don't even have a town picked out yet. What are you looking at? You're looking at Keene? I'm looking outside of Keene. Smart. Mm-hmm. Well, Keene is be- rapidly becoming the, the Liberty Media hub. Well, I have I two say. teenage boys that are still going to be at home that uh, kind of rule the roost. So a lot of what they're doing with their lives um, determines so, where Say I hello live. in case they're... Hi, Omi and Faisal and Aziza. And I think but we they all... got needs, and so yep. you got to address those needs. I we want an o- organic grocery store too. Do we have one of those in Keene? There's a there's a like a local grocery that has uh, a lot of organic options, things like that. Um, so we have another caller. Caller, you are hey. on the air with Free Talk Live. Hey, Dale, it's Joan. Hi, Joan. Hey. A drone. Three favorite people on Free Talk Live tonight. Great. So what's on your mind? Oh, I just wanted to say hello. I think <laughs> well, it's I hope great you, you're on. I hope you have a subject to bring up to talk <laughs> about so that... <laughs> Which Joan is this? You, should, you just want to be in the history books as uh, one of the, the first callers to the Sunday edition, right? I do. I do. I just want to be in the history. 
<laughs> is this Joan Bastek? It is. Hi, Hi honey. How are you? I got your message oh, and wrote you back. Great. Good. I know. It's so great to see you on, on Free Talk Live tonight. I'm having fun. <laughs> I know. So you're getting ready to move, and uh, you're going to be at Pork Fest, though, right? Oh, it's, it's oh. almost iffy. Mm-mm-mm. Oh, it's going to be the best one ever. That's a shame. I know yeah. we just had a caller that wanted more yeah. women. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Next year will be even better. Hello. Exactly. Yeah, I want more men. <laughs> we are, are all the single men. <laughs> I'm sitting in a room with three of them right uh, now. Yeah, there's there's a lot here. I don't. I think the ratios yeah, well, are pretty good. Feels, You're a feels not straight female. And Ian's taken sovereigns too young. <laughs> <laughs> I think I you're just too picky. I, no, who I'm cares not. if Dale's gay or Ian's take and I'm too young? Yeah, I, I try not. I don't discriminate. Picky. You know, in my in my uh, mating choices, I don't discriminate against. I don't think it's right to discriminate against straight guys. But <laughs> for some reason, they want to discriminate you know, against me, so I can't do anything about I that. I don't discriminate either, but yeah, they they really, you know, and when you approach a guy and they turn you down, it's just really horrible. Oh. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine that happens that often. Do you have anything else on your mind tonight, Joan? No. I just want to say hello. Well, thanks for calling. <laughs> Good to hear your voice. It's, I'm glad yeah, we're getting a lot of callers. Mm-hmm. All right. Talk to you later, Joan. Thank you. It's great that we're getting a lot of callers tonight. Suggestion so. from the um, the chat. We need to cover child porn, bestiality, teenage prostitution, and cannibalism. Well, that yeah, that kind of runs the gamut Shall right Shall we there. go in that order? Well, I, I actually, at some point tonight, I want to talk about uh, the five most popular safety laws that don't work. Surprisingly enough, that has not been covered yet on Free Talk Live, to my I, understanding. I see you feed them to us one at a time real slow. I will do that. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> the, that's the, that's the plan. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go through that. So, uh, again, the, the call-in number tonight for the special Sunday edition, online, uh, internet-only edition of Free Talk Live is 603 603- Four three five eleven zero five. You can call in and control what we talk about tonight. So, you know, all new voices. If you're tuning in for the first time on Sunday, well, of course you're tuning in for the first time on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're hearing voices that sound unfamiliar to you because it's a special Sunday edition and this is the first time, so uh, we will be right back after the break. First ever internet only Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with Dale, Michelle, and Curtis. And you can call in at 603 435 1105 and control what we talk about. So, we right now we have Keith on Keith from Keene, New Hampshire. Keith, so you wanted to talk about seatbelts. Yes, I did. That's pretty receptive of you. I'm kind of psychic that way. Wow, so seatbelts. Seatbelts are a great idea, and they work pretty well. What do you think? I need one for my motorcycle. I, I, I Honestly, my opinion about seatbelts is uh, that I, I actually wear, in New Hampshire, as a lot of people may not know, you uh, it's one of the, I, I think it might be the only state. Uh, if not, it's one of very few states that does not require you to wear a seatbelt under penalty of law uh, or get a ticket. And uh, I usually wear my seatbelt. I, I actually have a personal policy that I wear it um, uh, most of the time. If I'm driving slowly in town, 
I usually don't, and that's because I feel like there's a little bit bigger risk of being sideswiped at an intersection or something, in which case sometimes I think a seatbelt could actually be bad. It's just a personal take on it. I think all well, in all, they do their job. I have a personal policy that if someone is riding in my car, they have to have a seatbelt on. Yeah, I usually abide by people's car policies. I think it's a good idea. I'll I mean, wear my seatbelt, but I'm going to fart in your seat. <laughs> that's what you get. Now, um, that's your opinion on seatbelts. What are your What is your opinion on seatbelt laws? Oh, well, seatbelt laws There's don't work at all. You know, that's the 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 actual um, likelihood that someone's going to wear their seatbelt is the same in the states that require it and, and the ones that, that don't. And, the, and in New Hampshire, as I understand it, it didn't change anybody's usage of seatbelts. It just made it possible for them to start writing tickets for it. So it's well, new revenue stream for them. like you said, New Hampshire is the only state without a seatbelt law in the entire nation. For adults. Right. Are you getting a lot of interference? Because I have a lot of interference. It sounds uh, good on our sound end. good over here. Okay. Well, New Hampshire doesn't have seatbelt laws for adults. Uh, but every year, the rate of usage goes up, even though there's no law. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. I think a lot of it is just, you know, the culture of encouraging people to wear seatbelts and, and the knowledge that they do save lives. And that seems to be that seems to be a lot more effective than laws, because when they do pass laws, it doesn't actually change people's incidents of using them for the most part. Keith, how's really the census going? Seatbelts do kill people. <laughs> that is true. How's the census going, Keith? I'm not able to talk about that. <laughs> Legal requirement. Have you had uh, any, any census people come to you, to come to your house? I haven't seen any census people at my house. No. Okay. I've got a story in front of me about a woman who was shot dead for drawing a gun. Yeah, by the police. Yeah, for I heard about that. That's a 67-year-old Yuba City woman shot and killed by officers for putting a shotgun at them. Uh, and this is because a, uh, a census worker came to our house late at night. Well, I believe she pulled a, a gun on the census worker. Correct. And I guess the census worker called the cops and she did it again. She's never smart well, pointing, pointing a gun at police officers. Well, not according to the story. Officers. The census worker called their boss, according to the story. But hmm. You know, I just watched, a, I was watching a movie recently where a census, where someone came to the door and it was actually like the monster, like or, or like the person who was, possessed by aliens or something like that what was this? using the excuse that they were a census worker to try to get into the house and they had this excuse for why they were coming late and and she was saying uh it seems kind of odd that you're coming at this time of night and then they tried to try to break in you know when she wouldn't let them in right away so, uh, you know that's something to think about i think anytime someone comes to you in an official capacity and they say well you know you're supposed to let me in because i'm this important authoritarian figure and uh you know it's not necessarily the case <laughs> right nor should you bow to some worker in the midwest Say he that went again. And like, I think it was a handicapped lady, and he tried to rape her. Oh wow! Wow. Well, Pretty I just awful. think if I were if I were a burglar or a rapist or a killer, or a serial killer or something, I think one way I might try to get someone to open their door for me is say, "Police, open the door," and you know, maybe they will. And then, well, that's illegal, so no one does it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. the criminals don't use guns, you know, in the commission of the acts. It's like, oh, let's just make rape okay. illegal. Oh, wait, it already is, and yet it still happens. Okay. <laughs> All right, Keith, anything else on your mind tonight? No, I just wanted to talk about seatbelts and how effective they are. Cool. <laughs> well, thanks for adjudicating us think. about seatbelts and their safety. Have right. a good one. Call thanks. in again soon. Bye.
So, yeah, so um, sometime tonight we're going to talk about the five most popular safety laws Thanks, that don't Steve. work. And uh, this is from crack.com, and everyone knows that if it's on crack.com, you can pretty much take it at face value as factual information, right? It's like, it's like a scientific study, practically. Yeah, I believe everything. I think I they sometimes even reference scientific studies occasionally. So Occasionally. <laughs> You'd have to click the hyperlink to find out, and that's just, I mean... You, you figure that's it's a good link, so you just don't click it. You know, if they took the time to link to something, well, you yeah, just exactly. I mean, most kinda, people, if it's on the internet, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's true. So it's kind of like people just don't read those uh, the, the the contracts, the terms of service contracts. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go through this, and uh, you you can pretty much take it at face value. Don't worry about trying to take it with a grain of salt or anything because it is on crack dot com. So. So uh, the five most popular safety laws that don't work, feel free to call in about any of these if it inspires something in you. The number to call in is 603-435-1105. That is a long-distance number unless you're local in New Hampshire, and you should be local in New Hampshire. But uh, The Amp Live is working as well. Oh, okay, the Amp, Amp Line. Yeah. The Amp Line is working as well, but you have to know that number or else you're not supposed to have it. Exactly. Okay. So really, is it ever possible to be too safe, especially when it's our children at stake? Actually, yes especially when the rule or law intended to make us safe is so poorly thought out that it either does nothing but suck up public money or creates a ripple effect of unintended side effects. We're talking about things like speed limits, which is number five. So speeding is a major cause behind many fatal accidents, so it must also be true that mandating lower speed limits will make us all safer, right? Like, like how after marijuana was made illegal, you could hardly find anybody smoking the stuff? Like, what is it now? It's only like, what, 25% of the population that has smoked pot at some time? About, 25 to 30%? About three like times greater than Amsterdam. <laughs> where, it's, where it's decriminalized, yeah, for where the most part, or has been for many years. So it was back in 1974 that the federal government passed the National Maximum Speed Limit Law in the USA, slowing American, tra- uh, American traffic down to a creeping 55 miles per hour. The main reason behind the law was to lower gas consumption, but President Nixon promised us it would make our streets safer as well. Partially thanks to anti-speed limit activists like Sammy Hagar, in 1995 it was repealed, but not everyone was happy about that. Some states and many cities still have their highway speed limits set at or near the 74 lows, and a lot of people support bringing the 74 law back into effect before every man, woman, and child in the country finds themselves living in the horrifying universe of too fast, too furious. I just got back from Europe, and I like some of the driving laws over there. And uh, the one thing that, that I can testify to is that the quality of driving that takes place over there is masterful compared to the person that you see driving down the road here with texting and eyelash curling and and doing whatever they're doing but you know as a mom what i decided to do was rather than use the standard for the dm that the dmv held i told my kids that they had to drive with me 10,000 miles before they could get a driver's license wow and now i'm quite confident that they can drive at any speed and on racetracks and on ice and in snow and do it adeptly. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a lot of false sense of security that comes from passing laws and putting up signs and telling everyone, you know, trying to micromanage how everybody drives. And uh, in, in reality, people just need to learn how to drive and actually think about their driving, stuff like that. So, but there's a problem. After the national speed limit was repealed, the state of Montana removed all non-urban speed limits in their state. A few years later, engineers working with the state decided to venture out to see just what kind of post-apocalyptic, death-raced wasteland their lawless state had produced. What they found was that 
you guessed it, on the roads where they removed the speed limits, fatalities didn't go up at all. Anybody surprised? Not really. (laughs) Proponents of the national law still argue that traffic fatalities nationwide did drop during the national speed limits lifetime. Buzz-killing critics of the law point out that, no, no, they didn't. And why doesn't it work? Well, I think we'll get to that after the break. Nice teaser there. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) This is the Free Talk Live Sunday Internet-only edition. First time ever. Call 603-435-1105 if you'd like to have something to say. You are listening to the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with all new voices. And you can call in and control the show with 603-435-1105. That is a long-distance number, so be aware of that when you call in. So, this is Dale. Michelle. And Curtis. And there's no Ian and Mark. So, we're (laughs) going to have to get by without them. Okay. So, before the break, we were talking about the five most popular safety laws that don't work. And uh, we were talking about the speed limit laws and why they don't work. You want to guess? Why? Curtis, Michelle? Because, and this surprised the hell out of us, people aren't completely retarded. (laughs) Well, I I don't know. That's arguable for some people. As it turns out, people people tend to drive at speeds they feel comfortable driving. Yes, there are reckless madmen out there, but they're not going to obey a couple of digits on a sign anyway. It just becomes a make-work project for traffic cops. Yeah, don't we know that? By the way, even worse than speed limits are speed bumps. The irritating drying bumps they put in parking lots and such intended to physically force drivers to slow down and make their CD player skip. Not only do those things not prevent accidents, but they keep ambulances from getting to emergencies, which is exactly the sort of thing you don't want happening when years of bacon sundays and <laughs> bacon sundays and cookie dough sandwiches finally catch up with you. The above link references a study in Boulder, Colorado, that found speed bumps kill as many as 85 people for every one life they save. Holy crap! (laughs) We think landmines have a better ratio. 85 people. Wow. That's pretty bad. I I, I hate speed bumps. I know some some friends of mine had speed speed bumps across the street that went in front of their house. And the idea of that was to keep people from using it as a through street, like a shortcut. So they just start... And what, over the lawn. Well, what happened was people would drive, they'd get annoyed at the speed bumps. So in order to, you know, the idea was to encourage the residents to complain about the speed bumps. They would honk their horn every time they went over a speed bump to be annoying to the neighborhood. How'd that do? Well, I, you know, I don't think it ever changed anything, but, you know, I guess it, didn't, it wasn't happening enough to really change things. But, you know, I'm going to honk every time I go over a speed bump. <laughs> I don't care where it is. You know, honk and toss out a flyer that says ambulances aren't getting to people because of these damn things. I wonder how many of those people that died weren't wearing their seatbelt. Uh, I think the people who died were the <laughs> ones that very didn't possible. get the ambulance service, right? Mm. So maybe they were, you know, heart attack, that sort of thing. Yeah, but they could have been, it could have been an ambulance trying to get to an accident scene. That's true. Someone wasn't wearing their seatbelt. And, uh, okay, so number four. This is from crack.com, which is basically like a science. It's like science. It's, you know, it's factual. You can just take it at face value. Three strikes laws. Mm. The idea is that psychologists have found that criminals who have committed three felonies are likely to continue committing felonies for the majority of their non-jailed lives. After wiping their feet with the whole make the punishment fit the crime thing, they decided to institute a new law based on that theory and the rules of baseball. 
These three-strike laws mandate very long prison terms, up to life, for, crimi- for criminals who have commit their third felony regardless of what that felony was. Surprisingly, the law did not originate from the home of Western-style retard executing justice, Texas. California, California instituted the first three-strike law in 1994. The law was very popular at first, and a number of states adopted it shortly thereafter. California's crime rate, which had peaked shortly before the law's implementation, dipped significantly in the years after. This was seen as proof of the law's success. Does that sound good? Uh, it doesn't sound like it's the cause. Yeah, it's not proof. It's, yeah. But there's a problem. First, correlation does not equal causation. We have a grand history of ignoring this fact when it is politically expedient to do so. So while California's crime rate did decline, so did the rest of the country's. In fact, violent crime dropped more in states without three-strike laws, 4.6%, than in the states that had them, 1.7%. So why doesn't it work? You want to make a guess again? Why doesn't three... St- uh, because people are going to break the law, are going to break a law. I mean, it's already illegal. You, you make it more illegal. I mean, the threat of death already exists when you break the law, so... Yeah, I think that, you know, there's a fair amount of it's deterrent. Kind of there's a fair amount of deterrent from, uh, yeah... From a lot of the stuff already. I mean, what do you, you think, know, Michelle? Especially if it's a bad felony, and which is the point, right? To catch the bad, the really bad felonies, the people that are committing murders and rapes and things. Right. I lived in California in 1994, and uh, at the time that was passed, and the thing that that I always thought um, was that let's say that you have two felonies and you're committing a crime, knowing that it's a felony and that you potentially could be arrested and and you got nothing serve. to lose at that point you have nothing to lose yeah you might and as well so slash throats don't just rape her kill her any, too or yeah, whatever you know and um like if i was in trouble because i was home at 1201 you can bet i stayed out till four in the morning <laughs> i was still in trouble whether it was 1201 or 4 a.m so i think that there's almost an incentive there to to uh even go beyond what you would have committed in the first place so like yeah. an incentive to to inflict greater harm or at least the lack of disincentive you know it's like well Mm -hmm. i'm already you know yeah so so the three strike laws punish petty criminals as often as the violent ones everybody has in mind when talking about getting tough on crime men have been put away for life for shoplifting cookies (laughs) videotapes and golf clubs essentially equating those crimes with violent assault or attempted murder as a result california's prisons and jails have flooded with hundreds of thousands of new occupants that, combined with many of their facilities being condemned as unfit to live in, has led to a prison overcrowding crisis. Yeah, that's, that's kind of happening everywhere to maybe not quite as much of an extent. Gosh, it's almost like we shouldn't rely on sports analogies to build a criminal justice system. That's too bad, because we have this little idea we'd like to call the mixed martial arts courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> so you can chime in on the discussion. Call 603-435-1105. It is a long-distance call. Uh, the number three, the Amber Alert. The idea is the Amber Alert created in response to the highly publicized abduction and murder of nine-year-old Amber Hagerman is a system put in place to help find lost and abducted children by instantly flooding the highways, radio and television stations of the area with information about the missing kid. The Amber Alert is based upon the logical principle that deep down, we all want to be like Batman. An alert is a chance for any regular Joe to be a masked vigilante. Rescuing terrified youngsters from prancing, sex-starved pedophiles. But there's a problem. Like covering up a hole in the wall with a poster, the Amber Alert system made everyone feel better without actually costing the government a dime. From 2003 to 2006, independent researcher Timothy the Griffin Griffith conducted the first third-party investigation of the Amber Alert system. 
he found that while state and local governments were claiming huge numbers of children rescued, they were actually full of crap. Well. So most of the children saved by the Amber Alert hadn't been in any danger in the first place. In most cases, they'd been taken by legal guardians arguing over custody rights. Mm -hmm. The few children who were abducted by psychopaths usually died before the Amber Alert could even go online. Wow. So it's one of the things I think people just want to do something. They want to, it's, it's like looking busy, you know, especially I, if you're I a like politician, the idea you want to look like you did something. I like the idea of all the vigilantes trying to be a hero. <laughs> yeah. No one really wants to go out and like risk their butt though. And like, you know, put on some, some spandex that doesn't repel bullets. And where are these Amber Alerts broadcast on radio or I think, well, there's radio, there's highway signs, there's radio, it's a lot of things. Yeah. It's basically just an excuse to, you know, spam people with something that they can't really do anything about. But that will make them feel better. Especially the politicians that look busy. They look like they tried to do something, and if it doesn't work, it's because they didn't get enough money for it. So, yeah. so why doesn't it work? Few things are more dangerously retarded than people in large groups. That's actually, there's something to that, I think. <laughs> you start this sort of hive mentality. Or herd mentality. There's a reason Batman works alone. Griffith and others came to the realization that while the Amber Alerts weren't really helpful in saving children, they were great at drowning the surrounding community in a tsunami of irrational fear and paranoia. That's always good for expanding government, by the way. Yeah. Drown people in fear of in fear and paranoia, you'll get bigger government. So it's a great formula. The chance of a child being abducted by a stranger is far lower than of the child, say, dying from drinking the bottle of floor wax you have in the cabinet because it has pictures of lemons on it. The latter just doesn't become a media event. So the heightened level of fear might have something to do with the fact that more and more Amber Alerts are being called in with greater frequency every year and with less cause. Fully half of the alerts in 2004 were issued on children who were in no danger whatsoever, and 48 of the 233 alerts that year were issued for children who hadn't been abducted at all. While Amber Alerts aren't expensive, well, you know, on the surface anyway. They tie up virtually every law enforcement resource in the area. Hey, that gives me some ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Policemen, and not, that's not in the article. I added that, you know, for what it's worth. Policemen and 9-11 operators that could be out saving lives and arresting minorities for driving re- uh, nice cars are instead diverted to fielding calls and chasing leads on children who often aren't in any danger. And while someone probably in our very com- in our very comment section will cry that even if one child's life is saved by the system, then it was all worth it. It's for the children. Yeah, for the children. But in the case of every feel-good solution that doesn't actually solve the problem, you have to ask if the time and energy devoted to it couldn't be spent on something that actually works. You know, it's like they actually acknowledge the broken window fallacy there. Mm-hmm. You know, that's an economic uh, concept that so many people seem ignorant of. Ignant. 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 Yeah, I don't like to waste time with long words. <laughs> so, you know, like, you know, like drug, like sex offender registries. Oh, wait, that's actually the next one. So, uh, you are listening to the Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in at 603-435-1105, but it is long distance, so be aware of that. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with all guest hosts, No Ian and Mark. This is Dale, Michelle, and Curtis. And we have some information straight from the horse's mouth about the Big Gay Buzz dance party at Porkfest. So, Big Gay Buzz, you are on the air. <laughs> Hi, you guys. Hi, Michelle Seven. Hi, Buzz. How are you? 
Oh, so good to see you, girl. Welcome home to the Granite State. Thank you. All right. Curtis told, Curtis told me I had to call to say hello to you. Well, thanks for calling. Not, not just say hello. <laughs> Hopefully. Rock on. What's going yeah. on, Buzz? Oh, you know, you know, uh, just uh, checking in with you guys. Uh, it's, my, it's my first time calling in. Tell them about our pole dancing we're going to have. Oh, yeah. Michelle, <laughs> it's all about you, girl. No, 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 no. You you were the uh, one that well, organized thanks. that whole thing. That's awesome. Yeah, well, thanks to some uh, generous donors. Um, the uh, the dance pole is a reality, so. Excellent. Awesome. Yeah. I think yeah, that's going to be um, a big I, hit with everyone. Well, let's Gay or not. So, you know? I, gonna... I think that people need uh, way more gay culture in their life. How are you going to set that thing up? Um, well, yeah, you have to understand. Um, I I am a carpenter, so I, I will make it happen. Nice. It's a um, primitive campsite. No water, no electric. So it's out in the boonies too. Dinner. What's that? It's out in the boonies too. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm the the very last campsite, camper. right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm the outermost camper. We didn't do that um, on purpose. You you wanted that campsite, didn't you? Oh, I had the same site last year. Okay. But that's um, probably good for the people that are like trying to go to sleep during the party and stuff, I guess. Well, it'll be during oh, the like afternoon, that. actually. Yeah. Oh, is that when Sun's it is? still be up and we're dancing. It's like yeah. 2 to oh, 5, okay. isn't it, Buzz? Yeah, 2 to 5. You know, my favorite, my favorite dance parties when I was still in L.A. were the daytime ones. Because I've always been, I've never been much of a night person. And like at, right. late at night when like everyone's wanting to go dancing, I'm tired. <laughs> well, I just want to go to bed. That's, that's just the beauty of the tea dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's kind of like the the party before the party really gets going. What kind of music are you going to be spinning there? Uh, well, I have sent out um, my playlist to my DJ who is. <laughs> Uh, professionally beat matching it and um, mixing it up, so it's going to be kind of a nonstop event, and I don't have to worry. So I just press play, and the music goes for three hours. Nice. <laughs> so is yeah. it is it okay that I'm wearing a costume? I I would encourage costumes. Yeah, I was going to say that's got to be more than okay. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you have to. I mean, it's, it's just all part of the kitsch and the fun and the campiness of it all. So. Um, not campy and camping kind of way, but campiness in a gay kind of way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I figure that even though I'm not gay, I really wanted to support your efforts and what you're doing here. So I'm coming as a fairy. Oh, nice. Well, honey, you can be gay for a day. <laughs> yeah. The way I see it, we have two ratio issues in New Hampshire. We were just talking about this a little while ago. We got the male to female ratio that, that you know, we're, we've been working oh. on and improving and it's been getting better and better. And then we got the like, you know, the gay ratio, which is kind of, I don't know if you can call that a ratio. Just need right, more gay exactly, people. Exactly, because, the, I mean, the guys think they've got a problem meeting women here. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, dude, I am like, you know, I am just like the last girl out here. <laughs> um, I, I'm helping the gay the, numbers extra by being a lesbian in a gay man's body. So that's like doubly well, yeah. gay. Yeah. Wouldn't you so like the, women the beauty, then? The beauty of Everyone asks that. that. You don't get it. Uh, we won't go yeah. into that right now. Call me later. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the beauty of this party um, <laughs> is like it's, it's, actually, it's actually a fundraiser for outright libertarians of New Hampshire. We want to get more gay lesbians up here. Um, 
my my uh, wonderful friend Angela Keaton has uh, been on me to uh, become the out- outreach coordinator for New Hampshire for Outright Libertarians. Now, I mean, I'm I'm not a uh, a member of the Libertarian Party. I'm I'm an independent voter, but um, uh, but I, I do like outright outright libertarians as far as trying to um, get you know gay and lesbian awareness of the. Libertarian issues and no, you know, can you can you fill us in? I that sounds familiar to me, and I should know this, and I'm probably going to have my gay card revoked. But outright oh, libertarians okay. is that is there certain? Or sorry, um, you, you can get go a card to the website. Is that, <laughs> so? Can, I'm sorry, it's yeah, outright libertarians. So this is specifically a libertarian gay group, right? Gay and lesbian. Group? Correct, correct. Okay. It's the gay and liber- It's the gay and lesbian libertarians. Um, you can find their website at outrightusa.org, and. Um, okay. Do you have and, uh, to be gay to be a member? Um, no, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> you know, not. I find but, um, that's usually the case with most of these organizations is they're not going to say you can't join us if you're not this particular. You know, it's it's. I think it's really more about are you you know supportive? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you can go check them out there. I'm um I'm trying to uh, get the outright libertarians of New Hampshire cranked up here, and that's uh, one of the main reasons behind the party is is. It's just kind of an impromptu uh, fun fundraiser, so I just want everybody to come and have a good time and uh, try to expose outright libertarians, um, because, you know, we could definitely use some more gays and lesbians up here in New Hampshire. Yeah, but, I, I'm going to uh, recruit, too. I think, like, like for people who are homosexually impaired, I'm thinking of giving classes at Porkfest. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you, like, are you kind of, like, I know if, what has happened, see, is I've kind of made it cool to be gay. No, right. well, not just me. A few other people, but we kind of, you know, there's some other people too. But we kind of made it cool to be now. Everyone, you know, like it's like the end thing. So, you know, for people who who feel homosexually impaired, I'm thinking of giving classes at Porkfest. Right, right. Well, I think my <laughs> my, my party will be a good primer. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And you know, the funny thing is, all these all these straight heterosexual people. No offense to anyone, but all these heterosexual people who are like you know, so wigged out about their freedom and their liberty and everything, you know, they, they stand to learn a lot from gays and lesbians um, because the majority of us have spent our entire life struggling against people who would otherwise take our liberties and rights away. Yeah. Oh, you know, um, you are so right there because there's so many times I've referenced, I, it, it sounds a little old. At some point I'm like, oh, I can't believe I'm bringing this up again, but it's so relevant. I hear people saying, oh, no, don't upset people. You know, that activism is going to upset some people or something. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm telling you from personal experience that, uh, you know, this has worked in the past. And I'm, so... Yeah, I'm sorry. I um yeah, upsetting people, yeah, that's one one thing, but I'm sorry. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm tired of like uh you know, being treated like a second-class citizen that my rights aren't equivalent to your rights and your rights somehow trump my rights. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're, you're straight and I'm not. Easy <laughs> there. Easy there, girl. Wait a second. Why? Go back. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you start talking about rights and everything, um you know, I think or, it can it can easily go freedoms. into Liberties and freedoms is much different than rights and entitlements, okay, though. Yeah, and well, so, you know, right now, a big agenda, a big thing is whether or not we ought to have gay marriage. You know, so I've heard it argued by so-called libertarian um, homosexuals well, frankly, that... Fr- frankly, I don't believe the government should be in anyone's marriage. That, that is pretty... Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the generally the libertarian viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Why do you need the state to sanctify your marriage? Yeah. 
you know, that's that's a covenant between you and, and whoever. Your I think it corrupts it. You get the state involved, right. it really corrupts it. I mean, I do understand well, yeah. certainly the point of view of people who say that as long as the government is in it, it should not discriminate. Certainly, you know, those things that the government does for people, it's particularly disturbing when they discriminate and stuff. But at the same time, I, I personally don't want to get involved in that game of trying to convince the government to do something differently when I don't want them involved at all. And I certainly don't want to play the games that they've put out there for us to to, to work in their system and th- well, stuff like it's that. It's just so. a divisive wedge. It's just a wedge issue, you know. If you can, <laughs> if you can distract people with gay issues, then you can take their eyes off the prize, the bigger prize, you know. Yeah. Um, it's it's totally all part of the uh, divide and conquer technique, you know. It's like, um, well, that you know that's that's it in a nutshell. So that's all. Yeah, that's all part of the <laughs> those the those political games that people play. You know, get people fighting each other instead of fighting the the actual authoritarians trying to control their lives. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Buzz, I got to thank you for making that event. Just you you flushed out more than a few uh, social conservatives out of the uh, (laughs) pork fest invites. Well, honey, let your hair down, you know, just come on out. It'll be fun. Well, thanks. Big Gay Buzz in Manchester. Thanks for filling us in, and uh, everyone come to Big Gay Buzz's dance party at Porkfest. One more reason to go. Buzz's Big Gay Dance Party. You can call in at 603-435-1105 and uh, join the show. First ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with all different voices. You can call in and join the show at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. Michelle. And Curtis. And we are ready for your phone calls. So call in and join the show. So um, before that, we, we lost a caller. So whoever, if you called in and were waiting during that last segment, uh, we were, I was just about trying to talk to you. So give us a call back. So we were on the five most popular safety laws that don't work. And this is on crack.com and, uh, you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's, uh, you know, I said it's science, but it's really not. I don't know. <laughs> you know, they reference science didn't, sometimes. Didn't cracked. And it used to be like one of those mad, like mad. Yeah, I think it was a, it was a, like rip-off a ripoff of mad, mad at one point. Yeah. It was like a crappy ripoff and then it got really well, good I mean, at some point. I don't know what happened. Crap, but. <laughs> crappy ripoff of mad. I think they, they did mad pretty well and it's just crappy to oh. begin with. So I can't, I honestly, I, you know, I've heard people say that it was a crappy ripoff at one point and that it got really good. Hmm. It definitely got really good. I love the website now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's totally not what it used to be when we were kids. You know, I, I'm basically not, uh, um, very addicted to the internet. I've got. I'm kind of sick of the internet. And one of the few things that will make me lose time is cracked articles. So, <laughs> so we were on number two, sex offender registries, and uh, so we will talk some more about that. We have callers on the line. You are on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? No, you're not. Does that count as a technical? You are on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Yeah. Hi. My name is Rick. And uh, hi, Rick. Where are you calling from? Uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, but I'm thinking I need to add more pork to my diet. You need to add pork to your diet. Hi, Rick Zimmerman. New Hampshire porcupine pork. Hey, kitty cat. (laughs) Rick Zimmerman from Daytona, Florida. Yeah, nice to put the voice to the face. How you doing? Are we going to get you to come to Pork Fest? Uh, it's an unfortunate thing. No, I can't do it this year. Um, but, uh, but from... Uh, the 
the pork fest uh, missives that I've been reading. I've I've come across this, which is kind of fun, um, and the notion of keen and uh, no, I mean, obvious pun intended. The uh, it it it's just a lot more to learn about this free state thing, mm. and I'm very very curious. And uh, you got and a question? Like well, yeah, you were talking about the uh, you were talking about the uh, the safety laws that don't work now. In Florida, you don't need motorcycle helmets and and so forth. But I, I just I just find that uh, in general the the government intervening on uh, from my general goodwill, uh, the government intervening saying that you need to wear a helmet because we're concerned about you. I see. I, I just don't buy the notion of a big entity being concerned about my individual welfare. The only person that really does is me. Me and mine. Well, your mom and, probably does. Well, yeah, that's what I mean by mine. <laughs> me and mine. Like actual and, individuals, uh, people that aren't just abstract creations in this ambiguous cloud of collectivism, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, collectivism. Yeah, love that stuff. Um, no, I, 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 uh, I kind of came through this uh, through the Ayn Rand window and uh, uh, notion that nobody owns me or what I do, and so forth. And uh, it's, it's really funny, but it's, it's from having listened to this and talking about just all the little veins that intertwine in your life about, the, well, Jesus, it's just, I feel Big Brother's like everywhere around me, and it, it sounds paranoid, but, I mean, doesn't mean that they're not looking. You do realize that you called into Free Talk Live where pretty much everyone that listens to this, are, they're voluntarists and real way liberty-minded, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I which, think you're a regular listener. I call. Cool. Well, I, I mean, I, um, I just wanted to, uh, to add to the fanfare here because this, uh, this is good. This is, this is something that I don't get to hear. Uh, you, you know, sometimes when you don't get around a group of people that, uh, I mean, to use the term free-minded people, uh, you wind up talking and people look at you like you have a third head. <laughs> and uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, there are no, there's no groups you can really belong to politically because everybody seems enfranchised with something. Uh, they're invested in keeping something, some entity, up, up and running. And, you know, you, you, you can get kind of disillusioned when it's all about that. Yeah, you know, you said it's, you know, the, the premise, of course, is that there's this, this, this cloudy, ambiguous entity that we think of as various governments is actually uh, looking out for us. And that's right. the premise. But, of course, it, just, it feels like there's either, they're either, one, just trying to look busy, like they're doing something that's going to accomplish something. At least they're looking busy and they're doing something. Or, two, they're, they're trying to get money out of you, you know, when they... Uh, well, they, they exist to keep themselves existing. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's like the, the, vote for, the, the vote for a politician, the guy gets in there, and basically then for the rest of his or her tenure, they're there basically to stay there. And they do whatever it is they can to stay there. Yeah, so, keeping keeping uh, us afraid is their is their job security, so that we'll keep looking to them to fix all of our problems. Well, like for instance, this one race uh, recently where Arlen Specter was beaten. Now, I'll uh, 
I'll inspector, I'll, I'll give him points for intellectual honesty when he said, hey, I switched parties because that's the only way I could possibly stay elected. And, uh, uh, but essentially, they all should be saying that. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm, I think, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm catching a lot of dead air, so I'm. <laughs> well, I mean, you say they say they should all. Well, you're saying that they should. He said he switched parties to stay. Oh, you mean at least he was honest, is what you're saying. Well, yeah, <laughs> I just switched I mean, parties was, to stay, you know, so I could stay in there in power, you know. I, I'm, I'm just dishing about a little sarcasm, I guess. I, I politicians in general, I, I, I think it's kind of, it's kind of the reason more, more you love your dog, kind of thing. <laughs> how did you hear? How did you hear about Free Talk Live from? Uh, actually, I, I I jumped on Facebook and. All of a sudden, I, I saw a bunch of postings for this, and I was like, "Well, let me uh, let me check that out." I mean, the notion of a of a uh, of libertarian radio. I mean, come right. on. How, I mean, how long ago was that? This is his first uh, night. Oh, this is your first yeah. night listening yeah. to FTL? Do you know that this yeah. is the first ever Sunday edition? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 Did I you know we're all I, we're like really bad amateurs? <laughs> Can you tell? <laughs> you guys are doing great. Well, the point being is that your topic is great. Um, well, thank and, you. And, and Normally, the regular hosts of the show are on uh, every night except for Sunday, and now Sunday is an opportunity for the various co-hosts to actually sort of take on the show from the uh, the, the lead seat, so to speak. So, so we're going to have a lot of opportunities to bring on some different uh, guest co-hosts on as well on Sunday nights. So, Well, I, well I, you have a listener, so... Uh... Uh, this is this is kind of new and groovy. Um, awesome, Rick. Uh, well, Thanks. I love that we have yeah. a new listener and that you actually had the guts to call in on your very first time hearing. So, the guts. Yeah. Yeah. Takes a little bit of guts to get on the air sometimes, you know, and speak uh, on the air in front of uh, thou- uh, fit tens of listeners. Before we go to break, <laughs> I want to thank Michelle Seven for being here with us through the first half of the show. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, thanks for calling in, Rick, and we will uh, hopefully we'll call in again soon. This well, is Free Talk enjoy Live. Enjoy the rest of the festivities and all that, too. All right. Thank you. All right. You are listening to the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and join the show at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Curtis. This is all guest hosts running the show. It's like, you know, know, it's like letting the the monkeys out of the cage and letting them run the laboratory or something. So uh, bear with us. We're figuring this stuff out as we go along. And we have a caller. Hello. You are on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, this is Puke. Puke. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, you've got like 30 minutes before you job. have to go to bed, don't uh, you? <laughs> whoa, what was that you cut out? I'm sorry. I said you've got like 30 minutes before you have to go to bed, so you're calling just in time. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. I totally should not be up, but uh, holy crap, uh, Free Talk Live is on It's Sunday. too exciting. How ruined. could you go to bed at a time yeah, like this? And I'm here. It's the first Seriously. ever Sunday edition. Yeah, I know. And Anna's here. Yeah. We have two beautiful ladies on the show tonight. <laughs> yes, excellent. Um, you guys are doing a great job, and... Uh, so is my phone all right? Because it sounds like crap on my end. But you, you sound yeah, good over here. So as long as you can understand us, I think we'll we'll you know with it. Yeah. plow on ahead. Awesome. Can I curse too? You can. Uh, yeah. Um, just uh, don't get in the habit okay. of it because you know eventually we might actually start getting you know 
So sponsors. Don't, don't do it. Just also, you're in the presence of a woman, so you know. Yeah. that's right. You don't want you know you don't hand it to blush. Before, so. <laughs> don't be that guy that just I'm curses because he can curse. I want you to be oh, creative so and, and get it in there. I don't want to be expecting <laughs> you to curse. I want you to surprise me and be like, oh man, he totally got me. It has to be relevant to the plot. Absolutely. Else it's Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So have you guys heard about crazy clouds that aren't clouds? Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I have heard about the crazy clouds that aren't clouds. Yeah. They're all man-made. From this reminds me of the woman who uh, looked in her sprinkler and saw a rainbow and said that she never saw rainbows in her sprinkler before, so yeah, it must be chemicals in the oh, air. Yeah, what's the government, the government putting in the, in the water? water? Yeah, absolutely. When they atomize, it turns into rainbows of doom and it kills us all. <laughs> but the, the clouds are sort of along the same line. You know, I mean, if you drive like in any direction, then eventually you'll come to a factory and there'll be like cloud stuff coming out of it, and that's where the clouds come from. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. It's a pretty good theory. I found it on Freaking. Um, you know, and, and there's not really any proof that there were clouds before 1930s. Yeah, just lots uh, of artwork pretty, and poetry pretty. and stories and uh, 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 historical accounts of clouds. Well, I, I'm pretty <laughs> certain that was that, that stuff for thousands of years. God, just like just like the dinosaurs to test our faith. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, so. But uh, so you you guys sound skeptical. I'm pretty certain the clouds are, are deadly. I mean, they have chemtrails after all, and those are like clouds out of a plane. So clouds coming out of a factory. I don't know. I'm pretty certain that's why I'm so, uh, you know, down all the time. And This is so much of... like, remember Captain Planet? It's like the bad guys. <laughs> the bad guys exist to build factories so they can spew pollution into the air. Like, they invest all this capital into building this factory, and they don't care what they're producing. Just to destroy the planet because they're evil. Well, this is what this little yeah, clouds well, I mean, are fake theory reminds me of. Is, is a crazy evildoer plot from the I don't Captain think most planet. people are aware of this brand new conspiracy theory. And like the guy I heard it from, he's like very... He's really concerned yeah. that he's not going to get proper credit for discovering this. <laughs> like... You know, well, what, okay, when this becomes to, a big hit conspiracy the theory. You know what it is. This is just the most elaborate troll in, in recent history on yeah. the forum. And look look what he got us talking about it on Free Talk Live. Exactly. Holy crap, he trolled the crap yeah. out of us. Well, see, that's, I mean, Dale, that's why I called in, because I want to get credit for it now. Puke invented this, the clouds are not clouds thing. <laughs> so I'll, I want, you know, anytime you guys refer to this now, just let them give me credit. And that way it'll drive the guy even more insane. And eventually he'll probably be on a watchtower with a rifle or something yeah but, this guy is home know. pleasuring himself yeah. right now at how well he got this ridiculous topic <laughs> to actually be discussed with serious with any seriousness whatsoever you know well i don't know about seriousness but <laughs> <laughs> we talked about it so he got us he, it's like he's sitting there going oh my god they're buying they think i actually <laughs> believe this stuff oh my god yeah yeah i will pretty much believe anything on the internet nothing has uh has ever been a lie that i've well at least if internet, it's on cracked so. If it's on crack, you know it's like factual. That's just, that's my opinion. Well, when I'm on crack, I know it's everything's great. So <laughs> that's true. All right. I'll Thanks for the call, man. Back to your fondness and see yeah. you guys later. Any other thoughts? I think no, that's that's fun. Thank you, bye. Thanks, puke. <laughs> you guys, you can join our first ever Sunday edition with all noobs running the show at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. So give us a call and let us know what's on your mind. Yes, I agree. Hey, Hannah. Hi, how's <laughs> how you it going? Doing? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Why'd you come to town? Because um, Hannah's not from Keene. Yeah, I, I live in New York, unfortunately. Well, nah, uh, there's some positive things. Um, I came to town because I want to get more experience being in New Hampshire 
and kind of explore the different areas. And um, I've heard great things about Keene, and I've been here, and I love the people here, including cool you guys. Are here, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. You haven't you haven't actually been able to um, experience the full uh, effect of the uh, Bunker Hill bonfire mm-hmm. party but you were you know you got a feet you got a gist for it you know you were in the area where yeah. it happened i'm sort of i'm trying to come visit during different times like i came here um briefly before pork fest last year and then like i was in new hampshire for liberty forum and and you know i'm planning to go to pork fest again and i was here for a weekend a couple months or a couple months ago um and so i'm just kind of trying to get a feel for a different time you know different events that are going on and you know you need to go sit on the porch over at the bunker while, while uh, it's still somewhat in our possession, you know. Drink lemonade and walk, at, walk down the, to Jake's Five Star. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Tea. Cuss at the little whippersnappers driving too fast in their cars. <laughs> fast, fast. No, I don't think that's what really happens. But. Talk about how the <laughs> talk about how the intersection there should have a stop sign. Yeah. So yeah, you can call into the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live at six zero three four three five eleven zero five. We were talking about sex offender registries. They were number two on the list of five we're laws. We're still on two? Oh, yeah, we're, we're down to well, two. We're down we're to right two. Along. All right. We're getting on up there. This is one of the, it's the you know, they're getting um, increasingly stupid until you reach number one. So the five most popular safety laws that don't work. Okay. And uh, number two is sex offender registries. This one's completely mm-hmm. non, not surprising to me. This is like one of those topics that it's, it's, it's very emotionally charged. And if you actually think about it at all, it's retarded the whole sex offender registry approach to uh, protecting children I, I love the idea of protecting children from predators but uh I, this ain't gonna do it <laughs> the idea in theory is that these registries are comprehensive lists of every sex offender in your state updated regularly with the offender's home location and other pertinent facts to help parents and employers avoid exposing their children to kitty diddlers megan's law requires sex offenders to register and update law enforcement every time they change location The law's namesake was murdered by a pedophile in 1994. But there's a problem. Nobody wants to be the one to stand up for sex offenders. That's for sure. I mean, if you ever say, like, oh, the sex offender registries are stupid, people think, oh, you're you're all for raping children. (laughs) You just want to rape the children, and you want to film it, and promote it, and you don't care about kids, and yeah. So so I have a question then. Um, Like, there have been so many cases recently where teenagers have been being prosecuted for sexting or you know um i'm sorry te- yeah sexting right that's I what think you that's said, the term sent a, a text message yeah um so how young are they going to start prosecuting people like i remember when i was a kid maybe five or six you know i was i was attracted to guys and probably even girls um you know so how young are they going to go you know how how can you even put up the pretense of trying to protect someone if you like you know you're prosecuting the children themselves mm-hmm. You know, your, your pretense is that you're trying to protect That's them and you're point. going and prosecuting the children themselves. Yeah, I hate picking numbers. That, the mm-hmm. people love to do that to make you sound extremist. Well, give me a number. That, you know, what's the number you would go by? And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm really not in the business of making laws. I, you know, I, don't, I, 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 I like to look at ways to solve problems and I don't see laws as the way to do that. Yeah. But I do want to solve the problem. You know, I want, what's the most effective way to solve the problem? What's the best way to protect children? And I just don't think sex registry, uh, offender registries are the way to do it. So nobody wants to be the one to stand up for sex offenders. But you've got to have pretty damn good cause to make a person face what is basically a lifelong punishment served even after their jail term is over. It sounds fine if we're talking about a serial rapist murderer, but not when something like public urination can land you on the registry right alongside him. 
That would be just one reason studies show Megan's Law hasn't done a damn thing to stop child molesters. And uh, after the break, we will get into why it doesn't work, but for, we have a caller. So, you know, you that law is in Keen, the, the public yeah. urination, and you're now yeah, a sex yeah. vendor. For you two can call in uh, to the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and join the show at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Curtis. And we have callers waiting. So let's talk to Dave in Montana. You are on the air with Free Talk Live. What's on your mind, Dave? Hey, Dale. How you doing, Kurt? Good. Hello, Hannah. How you doing? Hi, Dave. Hey, I I'm just wanted well. to say uh, you're a real good sport, man. You put up with a lot of crap on chat, in the chat room. And, uh, I do. You're done. Di- you're dynamite. I think well, she dishes you. it out pretty good, too. <laughs> she keeps it lively in there, keeps it interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. She yeah. She just knows how to knock everything right down that comes at her. She's all right. I just wanted to say hello to her. I get the one and only chance, I guess, to say hi <laughs> well, to her. Yeah, so, you know, I'm kind of starstruck not... right now. So what do you think? What do you think of uh, how do you think Hannah's doing tonight? Great. Yeah, I Real agree. good, boy. She, yeah, Get her talking. She, she, her voice. It sounds like it's singing. What about all you the other heard noobs? her singing last night? <laughs> what about us other noobs? What do you think? He just tuned. We're in all noobs, right you know. He's speechless because I'm just. I mean, we've powered all been my voice. So awesome. We've guest co-hosted, but this is the first. You time can we've actually like run show, so. come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival in late June and meet Hannah in person. So you, you coming out there? She'll have a little security, but. <laughs> I, I would love to go. What city is the closest city to fly into? Or what Manchester, town? pretty much. Most people are flying into Manchester. Yeah. Then how far is it from there? Uh, you could definitely find a ride. Get a ride from, about three from hours, a free stater. Yeah, it's going to be a few hours three from hours, Manchester. Man. But there's some rides. There's like ride yeah. shares and things being worked out for people that are flying in. So there's, yeah, there's if, you go to, um, if you go to porkfest2010.com. The damn track go by there? No, no one goes the that far north. Closer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> there's no one really living up there, so there's no reason for you know private companies to do anything, even if they are being subsidized by the government. Yeah, the best thing is get on the forums and work out a ride with someone that's coming up. So, what? Anything else on your mind tonight, Dave? No, I just wanted to take advantage of the new show, man. Well, cool. Thanks for calling in. All right. Hey, All right. thanks for having me. Have a great night. Okay, I think we got Rand Paul fanatic. <laughs> What's on your mind, Rand Paul fanatic? Hey, how's it going, Hannah and gentlemen? Wow, your voice is suspiciously familiar, yeah, but I think that's probably I mean, just a coincidence that you sound just like Keith, right? <laughs> and we're not supposed know, to have more than one anyway, call. Did you hear about this victory <laughs> by Rand Paul? We're going to be extra liberal tonight and, about this you know, one. And, and cut you some slack. So. Victory. <laughs> victory? I don't know. All I heard about Rand Paul is he's uh, he doesn't like civil rights. He He hates black people. Which He's also great, like pro. Uh, that's how all libertarians feel. And brown people. He doesn't, doesn't like brown doesn't, people. Doesn't he want to ban abortions also? He wants to ban um, abortions in white no. only lunch counters. But he's not as bad as the other person, right? This is the other candidate. It's the lesser of two he's evils, the, right? Lesser of two evils. So he won the Republican primary in Kentucky. That's great news. Yeah, sure. Sure. Okay. Cool, man. Yep. 
Now the whole country is talking about libertarian politics because of Rand Paul. I think he's doing more than Ron Paul ever did, to be honest. Really? Okay. So, like, compared, like, compare what Ron Paul did. What do you, what do you see that Ron Paul did and what Rand Paul did that's better? Well, the, no one's really talking about Ron Paul. I think Rand Paul. Well, not right now. They were. Than, Rand, than Ron Paul ever did. Hmm. I don't know about that. I mean, Ron Paul's kind of a joke compared to Rand Paul, don't you think? The whole nation kind of considers Ron Paul a joke, don't you uh, think, Curtis? <laughs> um, notice he didn't ask my opinion. <laughs> huh. Does Ron does the nation think Ron Paul's a joke compared to his son Rand Paul? That's a tough one. I don't know. Ron Paul got the kook label, you know, pretty hard back during the campaign, but ever since he dropped out, he's been getting star treatment from all the networks. So. Uh, I don't. I don't know what Ron America Paul thinks right now. Right. Say again. Isn't Ron Paul a racist? Last I checked. Remember his newsletter from Texas? <laughs> yes, I. Uh, I think I heard something about that. You know, days, two days before the New Hampshire primary. Yeah, that was a big deal. I remember that. But Rand Paul talks about it from the heart. He really <laughs> believes in it about <laughs> property rights. Right, racism or property rights? He property talks about racism rights. from the heart, or what? <laughs> okay. Property rights. So he as long as he's passionate, own their own business. How do you feel about owning your own business? Um, I I think that's great. I don't know if Rand Paul's going to do much about it. It's probably you know talking, but Keith, yeah, you know, Keith is Rand I'm Paul sure going to win? Some great rhetoric. Is Rand right, Paul going to win? Anything else on your mind? We're going to have to let you go here. We got another caller. Oh, that's all. I just wanted to shout out to Rand Paul. All right. Rand Paul rock. Thanks for calling the first ever Sunday <laughs> edition. Hello, Rand, you were on Free rock. Talk Live. Who's this? Oh, hey, this is James from James. Louisiana. From Montana? Yes. Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana. Yeah, what's up, y'all? Uh, Dale, Curtis, and Hannah. What do you yeah, say? Hannah. You are correct, yep, sir. Uh, yep, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to thank Dale for for helping me out with the uh, the Settlers of Catan. Oh, yeah? Pretty cool game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd I help you out? Uh, I... Yeah, I remember we played at the... The bar. Oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't immediately make the connection, so I wasn't sure how I'd helped you. I didn't know just yep. from the voice. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. But, That's fine. Um, anyway, I wanted to. Uh, hey, I think we talked about you auditioning too, didn't we? Did we? T- yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have did it with uh, Richard. Yeah, if you ever get back up here, we'll do that again. But what's on your yeah. mind? Um. Yeah, I wanted to first. I wanted to. Uh, to to confess my shame that I won't be at the best court fest ever yet mm. and the best one yet Curtis likes yeah. to correct people yeah, on that because it's it's going to be even better next year so it's not the best one oh, ever okay. just so, the best so one what, yet. what's your excuse oh I don't I don't have the I don't have the dough uh, get up there yeah um, that's tough. Well, for what it's worth, uh, you know, getting up here is the hard part. After that, it's probably like one of the cheapest vacations you can have. There Wouldn't is you say a, so, Curtis. There is a guy on the rideshare, um, which I was trying to talk about. You know, the last caller, Porkfest2010.com. Check out the um, the rideshare map. There's a guy coming from, I believe, <laughs> Houghton, Louisiana. I don't know if that's anywhere near you, but um, you know, the rideshare is one way to save money getting to Porkfest, and camping's cheap too. So it is. I mean, yeah. it's. Go ahead. It's a really inexpensive yeah, event, so. And it's worth yeah, it. Was, uh, and I'm going to be there. I'll, uh, Hannah's going to be there. Oh, come on. Let him talk. 
Go ahead, James. That, that option. What what town did you say he was um, going to be riding from? Houghton. Houghton. I haven't heard of it. Yeah, just go to porkfest2010.com and check out the ride share map, and you can see for yourself. And right. um, it's got All a right. link to the uh, to the uh, Facebook uh, posting he made, so you can contact him directly. You might be surprised at how inexpensive the trip could be. Uh, yeah, I'll consider that. Um, one one more thing I wanted to talk about was the uh, the BP oil spill. Okay. And uh, it was something I just thought about today. I mean, I'm not. I, w- I wanted to talk about like uh, like how how that that spill could have been prevented. And uh, well, I thought what I thought about is instead of instead of how uh, they I guess they drill to the um, the Gulf floor into a a rig or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't I don't really know how it works, but anyway, if I, I thought about if they could drill from the from the shore to the you know deep enough to the floor and and out into the the Gulf, and how and then the oil could could go under the 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 floor of the Gulf instead of into the rig, and that way it's underneath the uh, the the ground, and then it could get the oil out from there. So it's not, yeah, is what you're essentially you suggesting think? is trying to bypass the water. Is that the idea? So that if it yeah, did, by, exactly bypass the water. Because it seems like that's when it, you know, oil and water don't mix, obviously. And if they did, that would probably right. be even worse, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure the viability of that, you know, I guess it takes engineers in, with that specialty that specialize in that sort of thing. But uh, I don't know. I guess it depends on how far the oil is away from the shore and how deep the they'd have to be going down and stuff. But it sounds like it might be just a sheer my length of pipe issue or something. What's that? It says above my pay grade. Yeah, I... Out of my league. Hannah, what do you think of that? I'm just a woman, so. <laughs> just, just a woman. <laughs> How could she possibly I'm try, I'm understand to drilling, up, right? That's, that's not a good excuse. Uh, <laughs> the, again, I'm a woman, so, you know, my excuses are. Yeah. Just a girl. Um, yeah, the. Uh, I'm just a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call, um, man. Yeah. All right. Cool, thanks, James. It's really good. I'm glad we're getting so many great calls on uh, this first ever edition. The inaugural. Uh, oh, Sunday. Sorry, the first Sunday edition. You two can call in at 603-435-1105, and you will probably get through. We're getting uh, nice, steady calls, but uh, Arlena was having to wait. So Super give us a call. Free Talk Live. Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. The patients are running the asylum. You can call in at 603-435-1105 and join the craziness over here. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Curtis. And we have a lot of callers, so let's get to Bruce in Florida, who has a comment about immigration. Hi, Bruce. You're on the air. Hey, Dale. Hannah. Curtis. Hey. Yeah. um, Well, I wanted to talk about my 
Can you hear me okay? I'm getting static. It seems to be the theme tonight, but we're yeah. hearing you just fine. You sound pretty good. We'll, okay, have to get, good. <laughs> we'll have to check this out later, I think. Okay, no problem. Um, I have a bad habit of uh, 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 being on Facebook, arguing with people a lot about um, immigration. And I uh, spend a lot of time on it. And uh, and uh, anyway, it usually goes on and on and on. I'm sorry if I sound kind of funny. It sounds weird, but the static didn't me. You, you sound fine, man. Just roll with it. Yeah, you're fine. Okay. Anyway, usually it ends up going to, uh, they'll give me this statistic. And if, if you have time, I'd like to read it and see what you guys think about it. Go for it. It's just okay. a, about a paragraph. Okay. It says, the latest FBI statistics show that 83% of murders, murder warrants in Phoenix are for illegal aliens. 75% of those on, are on the most wanted list are illegal aliens. 40.1% of Arizona inmates are illegal aliens. 30% fill America, America's state and federal prisons at a cost of $1.6 annual, annually. 63% of stopped Arizona drivers have no license or vehicle registration, and 97% of those are illegal aliens. 2005 alone, 380,000 babies were born in the U.S. to alien parents. You are starting to break up a little bit now. Go ahead and finish that Okay. Okay, anyway, it's kind of weird. When you guys talk, it clears up. So, (laughs) Anyway, I don't know. Did you get the gist of that um, that quote? Say that one more time. Did you get the gist of that quote? Yeah, a bunch of statistics saying illegal aliens are the problem. There's actually, um, there was actually a really good debunking of that sort of, of those sorts of statistics recently that had to do with, um, if you actually eliminate other factors or, you know, the problem is, um, if, you know, if you look at other factors, it's almost always comes down to age and just the sheer number of, you know, the Arizona, you know, if you just look at the, the people are more likely to commit crimes based on their age and that they're, you know, if you adjust for that, then, then race is actually pretty irrelevant or, illegal immigration status and that what's probably happening is they have a lot of young young uh immigrants also why are they in jail just because they're they're illegal to begin with right that's true good point and they're you know Um, when you complain they don't have licenses and stuff you know um or are you allowing them to get licenses you know legally (laughs) they do in north carolina yeah i think in in other places they're they're Definitely talking about it. I can't remember if they implemented it, but there was talk about um, that that was a bad reason not to get someone a driver's license, you know. But of course, I, I look at driver's license as a way to track people more than, yeah. you know, they stopped being about making people, you know, making sure people know how to drive a long, long time ago. Now they're just uh, a way for, to track to track people and make sure they have their, their address on file with the government in case they want to track you down and, and things like that. So, I'm, you know, I'm not sure I want to particularly encourage people to... And also, how many of these so-called illegal immigrants are in jail for violent crimes? That's my question. Yeah. Another thing is I haven't been able to find these numbers anywhere. Um, people just throw them out. I went on their FBI website. I don't see them there. So just a warning. They could be folks anyway. Oh, thanks for the call. Yeah. Yeah, thank right. you. Thanks, Bruce. Bye. You are on Free Talk Live. Who's this? This is Ty. How are you doing? Ty. Uh, where are you calling from, Ty? I'm calling from uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, what's okay. on your mind? Well, I just uh, I had to get in here on the first uh, ever Sunday show for Free Talk Live and wanted to tell you guys that uh, uh, you give me hope because it seems it seems so much uh, like there's no home for me out there. If I uh, if I go to the more liberal areas for discussions on the internet or whatever, you know, I I get people that don't like me because I'm 
I want to talk about personal responsibility. And yeah. if I get on the uh, right wing areas, I hear, hear people complain that I'm uh, not nationalistic enough. You know, <laughs> so you come I, I to the right like, place. Hear the, it's like they yeah, they, like, yeah, they have different views and. It's, it's like everyone has their different views, and the, but the difference between liberals and conservatives uh, is well. What's not different about them is that they is what views they have. They want to impose on other people, and the difference is people who you know we might have a lot of different views as libertarians, but we're not trying to use violence to impose them on other people. So, exactly. I see. I spent twenty three years in the Navy, and I'm trying to wean myself from this idea of being nationalistic. I I believe in. I I, I love my country. That doesn't necessarily mean I love my government. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get away from this self-identification with the government. I totally understand what you're saying. I'm not but all that in love with the country either. I mean, what, what is? What do you say with, when you say I, I love this country? Yeah, what, I mean, it's kind of. Well, I like I like some of the people in here, but exactly. So that's what I that's what I mean when I say my country. My country is is the people in this certain geographic area. You know, the, I have this thing about being an American rather than being a U.S. citizen, you know, more the spirit of 1776 than 1787. <laughs> right. Do you include Mexico in sure. America? Cool. Why not? <laughs> you know, that's sort of, you know, the idea, I think, was it, built, was it was built on the idea that people could come here to be free. And now when people come here to be free or freer these days, uh, when people could come here to be freer and uh, we give them a lot of crap about it and say, you know, and, you know, that's what well, we're doing. So. You, you could be an American without being an American citizen. I think that you, you could be an American in spirit without even having having stepped within the imaginary borders of of uh, the United States, because it's it's an ideal. It's a it's a it's a spirit of of loving liberty and and making it on your own. Hmm. Right. Exactly. So, did you anyway, have I just want. I don't want to take up too much of your guys' time. I just want to say congratulations. It's great to have a Sunday show. I do have a question. Is this going to make it into the podcast? I do believe so, yeah. Yeah, in fact, this is going to be in the archives. You can uh, download the show just like all the other shows and listen to it on your way to work. And yeah, because I, like I missed most of the first hour. I didn't get in until like 6.40 my time. I'm in the central time zone. Mm. Oh, yeah, you'll be able to catch up. Okay. You missed Michelle well, you Seven. Good- you can listen to our fumbling, like, uh, Confusion as we, you know, as the uh, inmates start taking over the asylum and trying yeah. to run things. We only got good, quote unquote. Well, it only gets so. better from here, right? <laughs> That's right. Hopefully. Okay, well, you guys get to get to your other tens of callers calling in. That's right. <laughs> All right. Be. Thanks for calling. Okay. And that was my fault. Okay. Whoever uh, was just mm-hmm. on hold, I uh, I dropped you. I pushed, <laughs> I pushed the button wrong. I'm that uncoordinated. So <laughs> I guess it had to happen once during the show, right, for my first ever uh, being in charge of pushing all these buttons. So sorry about that. Call back. Maybe this is them calling back now. You are on Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hey, this is Michael. Michael, are you the one I disconnected yeah. just now? Okay. I'm glad you called back. Where are you calling from, oh, Michael? Okay. Uh, I'm on the road right now. Actually, I technically live in Keene, but because of my job, I'm uh, driving back to Albany, New York. Oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. I saw Michael earlier tonight. What's on your mind, Michael? Yeah. Hey, I was just calling uh, to give my account of the last six months in New Hampshire. Awesome. Uh, so I moved in November, and I did something probably a little different than a lot of other people. I moved by myself 
without my wife and child to try to set myself up in New Hampshire because it's a pretty big move. And when you are in a situation where the spouse is not on board with the one way or the other, it's not appealing to them, and the idea of leaving your family behind, that's a that's a hard sell. <laughs> that's a real hard sell for people. And so uh, the last uh, six months, I've been uh, doing what I can to get myself up and running. Uh, it certainly it was challenging in some ways, but all the activists in New Hampshire and in Keene specifically were great, uh, especially uh, you, Dale. You helped me out. And get Oh, and oh, uh, so yeah, <laughs> I'm not sure. So, what, I can't recall what uh, I did specifically, but well, well, yeah, just helped me out with letting me find a little part-time work. So oh, yeah, okay. that kind of stuff. But uh, it all has worked out because I have my family up here now. They just came and they they made the move. That uh, is great just, news. I've been. I was thinking about that all along. When you're, you know, you're ready up here without yeah. your family, that had to be rough. So, any other thoughts? Yeah. We're about to go to the break. <laughs> any other oh, thoughts okay. before we go to go. the break? <laughs> nope. Uh, nope. All right. Thanks, so, Michael. Uh, YouTube thanks. can call in to the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live, 603-435-1105. You are listening to the first ever Sunday edition, internet only. Free Talk Live. You can call in and join the show at 603-435-1105. This is Dale from AnakeeInYourHead.com. And Hannah. And Curtis from Curtis. <laughs> so, yeah, please call in. You can uh, control the direction of the show yourself. Uh, the call uh, lines are open. Um, we were talking earlier about the five most popular safety laws uh, that don't work. They usually don't. And uh, one that we were talking about was the sex registry. The sex offender registry. So, uh, and we were uh, we were just about to ask why doesn't it work? You want to guess at this? Either why one? why doesn't the sex offender registry work? I think it goes back to that earlier one where I said people are gonna break the laws. I mean, it's already illegal, so they're gonna break it anyway. Yeah, why, they're, they're, and that one again gives the, you nothing to lose. Why doesn't the war on drugs work? Yeah, that yeah one, this is this is one actually. It gets there's a lot of stuff about just the nature of the crime and stuff that really has to do with why it doesn't work very well. And this is something that comes up, it's come up on the show before, I think. Um, you take a guy who's committed a crime, now you put him on a registry that may keep him from getting a job or making friends, generally just totally isolating him for the rest of his life and giving him lots of free time. Do you think that makes him less likely to commit another crime? I, this is true for a lot of, uh, the way we handle crime in general, I think. You know, someone, we send someone to prison and they come out bitter and hardened and people don't want to give them a job and, you know, what do we expect to happen next? You know, you go right back to crime. Yeah. So, and how does knowing there's a sex offender in your neighborhood help? Unless he's wearing some kind of clanging sex offender bell around his neck to let you and your child know he's approaching, it doesn't protect you from a guy looking to do it again. And then you've got the fact that 95% of sexual assault victims are victimized by somebody they already know anyway. That's the big part to me. We should you know, just outlaw relatives. Well, yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's, um, there's this stereotype that everyone has of the sex offender, and it's really disturbing. I mean, even when I imagine it, it, it creeps me out. You know, the guy that's hanging out at playgrounds or mm. driving in an ice cream truck or <laughs> pulling his car up and holding out a candy bar for a little kid. Chester, you know, Chester the child molester. That, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there, there are those 
stereotypes out there. I mean, I'm sure there were there were cases that like created those images, and those were the ones that were really visible and the ones people think about. But that's really not the bulk of sex offenders. Usually, usually it's someone strange who is who came to babysit. Someone who's babysitting, an yeah. uncle, a, fa- a a parent themselves. It's very often a parent themselves, yeah. uh, or it's know. someone who hasn't committed a violent crime at all. There are plenty of people who are registered sex offenders. Who yeah, they talked about that, right? The the public urination or something. Mm-hmm. Someone mm-hmm. couldn't get to a public bathroom quickly enough, and they went in the woods. Or in kids the bushes who have been Yeah, the fourteen year old girl who sends a picture of herself to her mm-hmm. boyfriend gets becomes yeah. a sex offender because she you know took a picture of herself and sent it via her cell phone. Yeah, you know, I think that's one that's one area where more people are starting to become more aware of. It's still not changing. The laws still don't change. They're so slow to change in a pro liberty direction, of course. But I think more people are aware of that, and they're you know. They're not aware of just how many, just how many uh, of the true sex offenders, the people who are actually molesting or raping children, how many of those are actually like family members or someone who's in, who had access to care of the child in private without any anyone around to, to catch them, and and they you know opportunistic offenders, so to speak. So uh, so what's the point? Deterrence, as it turns out, someone who is willing to abduct, rape, and murder a child often isn't stopped by the fact that he'll get put on a registry if he's caught. Oh, that no. kind of makes sense, too. You know, the, the serious offenders, the ones that are really doing bad things, you know, a registry is kind of trivial compared to what's going to happen to them for actually getting caught right. doing something right. like that. So. Again, you better get rid of the witnesses. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, call Lines are still open if you want to call in and join the first ever Sunday edition where the inmates are running the asylum. Call 603-435-1105 and uh, you can join the craziness. So, uh, number one. For five most popular safety laws that don't work. Zero tolerance policies at school. Hmm. This is actually, there's been a lot of callers into Free Talk Live about these cases where you know, some little kid had a pocket knife or, yeah. a, a, you know. A, a keychain shaped like a gun or something. <laughs> a pencil that he sharpened too sharply or yeah. something. <laughs> so the idea is when you're talking about crime, you may hear some refer to the broken windows theory. This goes back to an article in the Atlantic Mon- Monthly that made the case that petty crime, if not dealt with, would soon metastasize into serious ones. Consider a building with a few broken windows. If the windows are not repaired, the tendency is for vandals to break a few more windows. Eventually, they may even break into the building, and if it's unoccupied, perhaps become squatters or light fires inside. So, Or consider a sidewalk. Some litter accumulates. Soon, more litter accumulates. Eventually, people start leaving bags of trash from takeout restaurants there or breaking into cars. I guess the idea is... That, you know, it doesn't look like a big deal if there's a whole bunch of trash on the sidewalk already if you dump a whole bag of trash there or something. So it just escalates. So there you have it, folks. One moment you throw your empty Snickers wrapper on the pavement, and next some crackhead is breaking windows and stealing cars. So in an effort to save our children, which, by the way, seems to be the motivation for half of the stupid things society does, in the 1980s they decided to introduce zero-tolerance policies in schools. And I I assume they mean mainly public schools, but uh, what I've what what seems to happen is uh, you know the private schools are under a lot of the same requirements as public schools. If they pass some law that you know public schools have to do something, it usually applies to private schools as well. They're not that private, is what it comes down to. Yeah, it's really hard to have a truly private school these days because mm-hmm. the government keeps wanting to stick their nose in it. So um, so when it came to drugs or weapons, they would come down on any little offense like it was an act of terrorism. And if that means strip searching a thirteen year old girl because she was caught with a couple of Advils, well. It's worth it to avoid that slippery slope toward chaos. Right, Hannah? It's really, yeah, it's really just zero tolerance on, on uh, disobedience. You know, yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Disobeying like, the authorities. How dare you disobey? We need to crack down now so that they don't ever disobey again. 
Don't even think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, keep them in fear. But there's a problem. As you can see, and they should have seen five seconds after it was suggested, zero tolerance removes basically all elements of judgment or proportionate punishment from the process, making it somehow even more retarded, uh, uh, an even more retarded version of three strikes. Which leads to things like a child getting suspended for bringing in a keychain the size of an eraser shaped like a toy gun. Also, it doesn't do anything about the problem it was created to solve. So why doesn't it work? Well, I have a question, though. How many people, how many children have, uh, children who have actually brought weapons to school have gotten caught with those weapons? Compared to the number of kids who have brought, you know, nonviolent objects to school. My guess is the huge vast majority of them don't get caught and never do anything, you know. That's the point. You know, it's, it's not. It's not. A, you know, it's not about what they're carrying. It's about what they do, in theory, or that's how it should be. <laughs> so why doesn't it work? The study linked above is from the American Psychological Association, who found the policies didn't distinguish be- between the kids behaving badly and the ones who were simply confused or showing poor judgment. You even got bizarre cases where a kid has been kicked out of school for possession of Mydol, Tylenol, Alka Seltzer, cough drops, and Scope mouthwash. I guess Scope has alcohol in it. I don't know, but I don't. (laughs) Obviously, deterrents don't work if there is no attempt to understand the behaviors they're punishing. Oh, and also this supposed plan to clamp down on all offenses equally still somehow delivers more serious punishments to minorities. I'm sure that's purely coincidental. (laughs) (laughs) The potential for abuse is huge because if there's a kid you want gone, hell, most people reading this article... Probably didn't go three days in high school without violating some interpretation of zero tolerance. His damn shoelaces could be called deadly weapons. So this is the first Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and join the show at Sunday edition, internet only of Free Talk Live. You can call in and talk about whatever you would like to talk about at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hannah. And Curtis. Now, Hannah, you had uh, something you wanted to talk about, about a new restaurant experiment. Yeah. Um, the Panera Cafe, apparently, in their one of their restaurants in St. Louis, um, they're going to try a donation method. Instead of pricing their food, they're going to um, have a suggested price and then ask you to pay what you think the food is worth to you. And or donate. Or donate, right. Yeah. And so, you, you know, you can give a penny, a dollar, two dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever, you know. And it is actually going to a charity, right? It's not just a profit model, right? Oh, I, In this I, case. Um, I'm not sure, actually. Oh. Um, other, Yeah, it says other nonprofits. Um, I'm not sure. I'm sure they're going to be taking some of the uh, profits for themselves. Okay. Since it's well, I mean, I know the business, but yeah, but um, it's modeled after um, another restaurant that's been successful with this. Uh, it's called oh, Saint. Actually, I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I thought I'm it was prepared. going to charity was because he said something about there wasn't they weren't actually being there wasn't they weren't being charged sales tax or something like that. Because well, because they're not making it. There's no sales. Yeah, they're actually right. oh right because you're just donating. They're yeah. giving. They're basically giving food away, and they've got a donation jar yeah. on the counter. Huh. That's basically yeah. how it works. And so I guess, uh, you know, 
hopefully they'll keep us updated <laughs> and tell us if it's working or not. You know, I, there was actually uh, a free stater who was suggesting a model like that for free stater businesses. Basically, you know, you can, you know, I think his, I think was just maybe listing prices of similar foods at other restaurants and what they would charge and say, what do you think? You know, you know, this is what they charge. What do you think you should contribute for the same thing here? You know, and try to make it better, you know, make it taste better and be higher quality and right. more nutritious and better service and service oh, with a smile and all that. So I got the, it's uh, the One World Salt Lake City Restaurant. It says, has operated as a nonprofit with pay what you want prices since 2003. And it's been successful. They're still in business. So that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. I, you know, it's, uh, the, I think um, Quakers were the first to start have fixed pricing in stores instead of haggling for everything. Really? Yeah. And this isn't haggling. It's actually a whole different price model, right? It's a whole different model for, mm-hmm. for selling, selling things. But, it was, but at the time, that was putting business out of, out of business. And, and so they had to adopt the same model in order to compete. So it was, a, you know, by, by trying this new method, they essentially uh, were so successful and customers Changed loved the them so much that um, everyone had to follow suit if they wanted to stay in business. And, uh, you know, I think that's how a lot of, that's how, the, that's the kind of thing that's the free market, how the free market's supposed to work. It's supposed to be this big experiment. Everyone tries things and if it works, they succeed really well. And, and, you know, other people are like, well, I either have to come up with a better way to do it mm-hmm. or follow suit, right? If I want to stay, if I want to stay in business. So. Yeah. Yep. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Curtis, talk about Porkfest. Thank you. <laughs> um, Porkfest. It's coming up June 24th to June 27th in Rogers Campground. Woo-hoo. We've currently um, sold uh, over 400 tickets, which is very good. It's uh, we're doing we're doing better than last year already. Well, I was going to say that the pre-sold tickets is usually only a fraction of the total. You know, most people go to the, get them at the door, don't they? Or no, uh, no, most people get them ahead of time. Okay. Yeah. Last year, there's only about a dozen people that, and I was one okay. of that bought tickets at the door. Oh, okay. But you um, know what? I I can't. I I think I registered early but i can't remember for sure <laughs> is there a way to check <laughs> i can check it out for you and if anyone has a question along those lines um you can find me on uh facebook or at porkfest2010.com uh definitely go check out the new website we put a lot of time into that special thanks to camille he's the one to put that together um incredible incredible schedule section uh the ride share the photos it's all really great i'm really excited for the hiking with mark warden yeah was there hacking last year? I don't think so. I think so, yeah. Oh, well, actually. I guess. I Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor. Mark was doing uh, the bus tours last year, but Anarcho Jesse did a couple hiking things. Real unofficial, but. Mm. I see. So there was some hiking last year. I haven't, I managed to personally encourage a few people to come. Uh, well, let's see. I think I've got two that are still deciding, and I'm one that's for sure coming. Excellent. That, uh, that I'd like to impersonally encourage everyone listening to come to Porkfest. Absolutely. It's the best one yet. Yes. Yet. Yes, because next year will be better. We're just going to raise the bar year after year. So for for people who are uh, maybe, I don't know, uh, tuning in for the first time, um, I'm not sure how how likely that is because they'd have to be tuning in online. This is the internet only Sunday edition. So you're not listening on the radio tonight if you're listening. But but yeah, we are... um, Shout out to everyone listening to the podcast. Hey, how you doing? Yeah, everyone listening to the podcast. Thanks for listening. And thanks for calling in. We've gotten a lot of calls tonight. Um, And you can still call in. Again, 603-435-1105. 
the lines are wide open. It's a good time to call in. You still got plenty of time to uh, to talk about what you want to talk about. But um, yeah, a bunch of noobs running the show tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're uh, if you're a regular They're listener, and you happened in tonight, or if you heard that there was a show tonight, then they are wondering uh, why we sound like crap. <laughs> you probably noticed that you're not hearing your fam- the familiar voices tonight. Um, a lot less we're gonna be oh, we, to do. we could do impersonations, you know. We, yeah. Who wants to? Yeah, you want to impersonate uh, Ian and Mark fighting? <laughs> I usually tune them out. I'm trying to think, like, you know, what do these guys say when they start fighting? But. That's what people love it when Ian and Mark are fighting, though. You know that? It's funny. That's, that's something I've discovered. It's I, like I worry about Mark when, I, when I'm like when I'm guest hosting, guest co-hosting, and uh, they start up a fight. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. Everyone's <laughs> gonna be listening to this show. They're gonna be talking about it on the forums and everything. And I got to be here and get in on it. It's like, so it's kind of fun. And, yeah, at the same time, I really don't like to see them fighting because they're they're both my buddies, and you know, so. I want to be the they peacemaker. They look so serious you know? too when they fight. <laughs> I, I do. I, I I kind of feel like I need to get out of the way. <laughs> I know there's been discussions about whether uh, about whether or not it's you know it's just you know because it is popular. Like it, it, people love it when they're fighting, and so people are like, I wonder if that's for real. Are they really fighting? I'm like, you know what? You need to hear the break. Like when they when, yeah. when, they're, when they're off the air, <laughs> you think it's heated on the air. That they're holding back, okay? <laughs> yeah, when it when it goes to break, when, when Mark starts flinging his other, arms around, uh, <laughs> you can probably tell if you're watching the cam. You know, Mark gets up out of his seat and then he's like, you know, or when they don't oh, say awesome. anything to each other for the entire break. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like the kid whose parents are fighting. I'm like, when is Daddy gonna stop screaming at Mommy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. So uh, we'll have to fight. We'll have to come up with something to fight about. Yeah. What do you and I disagree on strongly that we can we can fight about? Nature B. Nature B. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't was... think. Okay, we're going to change the subject now. <laughs> 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 but yes, you can call in. There's still time to call in at 603-435-1105. You say it kind of fast. Six, I was told to say it fast, that people really? remember it better if it's short, said quicker. Really? I was saying it 603 435 Eleven zero five. I like to say zero instead of O. O is a letter. It's that's, not a number. That's true. Say so. No. No. Not. Yeah, no. that's too geeky. That's like a computer thing. No or one one not yeah. five. Not. Not. <laughs> what, not is like country or something. Where does not come from anyway? I don't think it's country. I think it's uh, old English or something. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Not. It I have not heard of this term. Really. Uh-huh. I think you're pulling my leg. I'm not oh. pulling your leg. <laughs> All right. Well, last so, 20 minutes of the first ever. <clears throat> this, is, this is the last 20 minutes of the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live with kind, Total Noobs. Kind of running out of steam here. <laughs> so I just want to say that karaoke in Keene is awesome. I had my oh. first karaoke experience last night. And you got fun. a great voice. Thank you. You know, you were talking about Pork Fest, and now that Hannah's brought it up, karaoke... What's going on with you know, karaoke at Porkfest? Hannah told me she volunteered to host a karaoke yeah. event at Porkfest. I don't have the equipment, so it'll have to be there. We right, can do yeah. like totally pirated, copyright infringing yes, that'd be awesome. stuff there, right? I mean, you know. Absolutely. What the heck? Yeah. Who's going to catch us? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I don't know. That might happen. It's getting, the scheduling is getting kind of tough. There's so many events going on. I mean, I keep wanting to add more, but it's getting a little tight. Someone out there needs to do take on a karaoke. So um, we got uh, another another uh, couple of segments coming. Another segment coming up. You can still call in and get on the air and talk about what you want to talk about. 603-435-1105. This is Free Talk Live. 
You are listening to the first ever Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. You can call in and join the show at 603-435-1105. This is Dale. And Hanarchist. And Curtis. And we have callers waiting to speak. Uh, Wes, in Indiana, you are on the air. You wanted to talk about the drug war. Yes, I do. Um, I'm personally a victim of the drug war. Um, and I, you know, Ian and Mark often say that, you know, this drug war ruins people's lives. And I'm not sure if people out there kind of take them seriously. They think they're just, you know, trying to be sentimental, I think, maybe, about the drug war because of their libertarian tendencies. But I can tell you that, I mean, I've basically been in the process for almost three years now. And, I mean, if I was any lower on the economic ladder, if if I was lower rung, this would last... 15 years, you know, even if it, it was just like two years of probation or something, it, 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 would, it would completely r- ruin your life because they, they spent so much money from you. And, you know, they suspended my driver's license and, and, and people don't appreciate, you know, their, their car and how hard it really is to, uh, you know, maintain a good job enough to pay off their, uh, you know, stupid fees and, you know, stupid drug counseling classes for some marijuana or something like that. Which is what I got busted for. I don't think people realize. And, and, I don't think people realize how much our society is built up around cars and roads, and how hard it is to function without that. And you're trying to pay all these fees, and have you're having trouble getting to a job because of your car issues. Right? Yeah, and, and then you don't. Yeah, and, and then you know you don't have money to make payments for for other things. Like there's seriously been money, or, or there's seriously been times when. You know, I've had money that I really needed to use on other things, but I had to pay, you know, these dumb classes for drug counseling or some, you know, stupid probation costs. Do you mind me asking how old you were and what was it that you were, was this, was this a marijuana thing? It it was, it's always been marijuana. It's been, uh, I've gotten caught twice. Uh, first time I was under 18, um, or, or maybe I was 18, but, um, and it was just paraphernalia. And the second time, I was 18. No, I was, I was 19. And it was, you know, an eighth of marijuana, basically. And suspended my driver's license for six months. Um, you know, who knows how much money I've paid. And through all, the, you know, through paying for a lawyer and all that stuff. I don't really, I don't understand. Why did they suspend your driver's yeah, license? Yeah, I was just going to say that. that. Is that related Yeah, because... Well, the the county I live in is a bunch of neoconservative fascists, and they uh, there's a mandatory minimum. So the judge has no he's, his hands are tied. He has to rule if you have get caught with marijuana in your car, you have to have your license suspended. If you're in your car and you get caught with marijuana, you have to have it suspended for a minimum of six months in the county I live in. They said and try to seize the car. What? They said and try to seize the car. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they do that yeah, a lot. Don't give them any ideas. Yeah. No kidding. So, yeah, I, I think that's about I all I wonder if Curtis has any thoughts on that, because you're going through <laughs> something right now, aren't what do, you? What do I think about the drug war? <laughs> well, no, I meant his specific case. I know what you think about the drug war. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Your specific case, I, I don't know. Uh, it sounds like you've been you know going through this for quite some time, but I'd make him pay. Yeah, I, I mean, my, I, my, my theory is just to make him bleed. I think he said, you know, he's saying fight it, fight it all the way. A lot of people, you probably, um, did you plea bargain? 
Probably uh, they probably scared you with some worse charges if you didn't plea bargain or something. No, I act, well, I pleaded not guilty. Okay, um, nice. well, that's good. Yeah. And uh, I had an awesome lawyer, by the way, he's a big libertarian, member of Normal Reason Foundation, and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I, it didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> you fought the law on the law one. I hear you. Yeah, oh, uh, that's West, why I'm trying to get to New Hampshire. Well, I can, yeah, we can't wait for you to get here. Are you coming to Pork Fest at least? I'm going to do everything in my power to get there, so that means yes. Cool, cool. Nice. All right, well, we've got some more callers, so uh, thanks for calling, Wes. Uh, this is Free Talk Live. You're on there. This is Alex in New Jersey, right? Yeah. And you wanted to talk about trees. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. What's on your mind? All right, so you know that little strip of grass between the sidewalk and the street? Yep. yep. The U.S. Forestry Service took it upon themselves to plant a tree on that property. And what I find is, like, what pisses me off is that they make us take care of the property, make us take care of you know, mowing it, the sidewalk in the winter and everything, but somehow we still don't own it. So they tagged the tree with a special code. They said that we can't remove it or else we'll be in violation of federal law. Burn it down. It's like between a rock and a hard place, isn't it? Yeah. I had some of that so uh, where I, I used to live, and I just dug all the grass up and planted a garden right between the, the street and the sidewalk. I said, screw it. I want something good. Did you say that you you're, you have to take care of the tree? You have to maintain it? Is that what you said? No. No, oh. but uh, you have to maintain like the area, the property between the sidewalk and the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, you have it's to like cut the grass, or else you can be fined. And I think so that's um, the sidewalk and the road is is technically probably public property, right? Which is a oxymoron, yeah, but let's not go there. <laughs> for public use, <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, hmm. so it, the issue is, I can't tie, tie the tree to the back of my car and rev the engine and pull it out of the ground, because <laughs> then they'll have, you know, federal whatever inquiry as to why it happened. And all no. the trees are federal? Not, not so peppers. much. They they threaten you. The threat's cheap. It's free. But just because they threaten well, to prosecute to the fullest extent of the law doesn't mean they're able or willing. Why would someone plant a tree well, in that area? It's not my house. That's my question. Mm. It's, oh, it's well. not my house. My parents' house, so I can't really do anything that they're uncomfortable with. What I have done so far is I've girdled the tree, took a knife, and I circumscribed it uh, to make all of the sugar flow out so that it'll starve to death. I've also um, <laughs> put down salt to try and uh, dry out the roots. Wow. <laughs> well, that's, a, I guess, an act of civil disobedience right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, salt will do the trick. Cool. Yeah, so, you know, I'm just, I'm just pissed that somehow they can say that uh, we're responsible for the property, but we don't own it. Yeah. And that pisses me off. There's a lot of nonsensical things that government uh, does. All right. Well, you know, we got another caller. Alex, thanks for calling in on the first ever Sunday show. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. This is Free Talk Live. Who's this? Hi, this is Craig in New Hampshire. Hi, hey, Craig. Craig. What Hi. you calling? What are you, what's on some, your mind? I'm um, getting some feedback, but I want to make a minor point about people who call this the United States of America or the USA. That's the name of the government. Long before there was a USA or United States of government, there was a country called America, and it was between Canada and Mexico. So I think we should... And it's not the same thing, by the way, as the North American continent is the country America. So I think we should start calling this the country America again. 
Huh. Good point. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I, certainly the term United States is a very, uh, very specifically describes how our government is is uh, constructed and organized. So by right, calling so it United. Many people associate, yeah, the, the government with the name of the country. Everybody says, you know, we're USA. It's kind of like saying we're, you know, USSR or something like that. It, or the Democratic Republic of Germany or, you know, or the, the DFK or whatever their abbreviation is for that. Um, it's not the same thing as, as, as the name of the country. It's not the UK, which the country would be England or, or Britain, if you want to go that way. In this, in this land here, the USA is the government. America is the country. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I, I like the sound of that better. The United States of America just immediately, you know, to the fact that it has states in the name, you know, state in the name is uh, bothersome enough for but me. It, but. Yeah, it identifies it as a state. You're absolutely correct. <coughs> anyway, that's all I wanted to say tonight. Thanks for the call. That reminds me of uh, Ian was saying that he likes to call the 4th of July Independence Day and to make a point to use that title instead of referring to it as the 4th of July. Right. Just exactly. because it, you know, it, it kind of instills that idea yeah. of it's, freedom. It's, right, right. And if we only take it to the next level, I mean, I, you know, I, I said, um, I think I had a design that said, uh, some, that said something like the secession, uh, recursive secession for the win. Uh, you know, secede the state from the federal, secede the city from the state, and secede the individual from the city, and then you'll start to approach some notion of freedom, right? Good deal. All right, Craig, yeah. thanks for calling in on the first ever Sunday show. Have a good night. So, uh, yeah, um, this is this has been this has been the first the first ever Sunday show with all guest co-hosts in charge. It's yeah. been so, you know. Uh, um, We'll be. We'll keep doing this, and we'll have uh, different. We're, we're all going to bump our heads together. The people who have, who you normally hear us as guest co-hosts during the week, we're going to be rotating out, um, running the show on Sundays, uh, internet only for now. But you know, who knows? That might change. So, um, thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is Dale and Hannah and Curtis, and thanks for uh, listening to us for the first time ever. Free talk live. Free talk live. <laughs>